are the Rookie Phenoms. We have an amazing show for you today. I'm your host, Coop, with my main man, Webb. What up, people? It is championship weekend in the NFL, and we are going to break down both games for you. And there were some gigantic hirings that are rocking the NFL world. Are you ready for today's show, Webb? So ready. Let's start with something that I am extremely excited about. Chicago has hired Matt Eberflus, the defensive coordinator of the Indianapolis Colts, to be their next head coach. They just hired the GM, and he got his guy. Matt Eberflus has had a top 10 defense for the last four seasons. But last season, they were the 32nd ranked defense in the fourth quarter. Webb, I am happy as hell he is off the Indianapolis Colts because I have hated Matt Eberflus for a long time. What do you think of this hire for the Chicago Bears? I think it's uh, interesting, and I think that he was a very sought-after candidate. I think the Bears have always been uh, synonymous with defense, and um, if you think about the the championship, um, 85 Bears, one of the best defensive teams ever in professional sports. So I, I'm interested in the hire. I wouldn't say I love it. I think it's interesting. It is a gigantic disaster. You have Justin Fields, one of the best quarterback prospects in a long time. And you give him a defensive coordinator who doesn't even make great defenses. I don't understand what the, what the thought process is here. I don't know if they think they're going to trade for Aaron Rodgers or Derek Carr or something. And Justin Fields is on his way out, but this is a terrible idea. Matt Eberflus is so overrated at his job. I I, good riddance for Indianapolis. I, I think it's a terrible hire. It's terrible. Wow. It's an interesting take. I stand by it. Okay, there was one other hire. Denver has hired Nathaniel Hackett, who was the offensive coordinator of the Green Bay Packers. He wasn't the play caller in Green Bay, but he will more than likely assume responsibilities for calling plays in Denver. This, of course, makes the rumor mill go that Denver will now trade for Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, and that Hackett was the lure. Webb, do you like this hire for Denver? Only if it gets them Aaron Rodgers. If it does not, I don't care at all. I think this is a risky move as well, just because uh, Denver's gone through coaches over the past few years. They had over the past while wow, they had John Fox, they had uh, uh, Vance Joseph, um, Vic Fangio, like coaches just coming and going. And unless they're getting Aaron Rodgers or Devontae Adams, I don't really care. Denver has the pieces to get Aaron Rodgers. They could maybe do Jerry Judy and a first round pick for Rodgers and Devontae or or something like that. But yeah, if if Rodgers doesn't go, this was a gigantic waste of time. (laughs) I don't understand it. Yeah, I would I would do Judy Sutton and a pick for Devontae and Aaron Rodgers. I really would. Those guys aren't going to stay in the field anyway. Sutton and and Judy. One of those guys is going to be hurt next year. That's a valid point. Yeah, Judy, I don't think you want to give up both receivers. You want to give Aaron Rodgers someone to throw to. I think Judy was a first-round pick two years ago and a first-round pick, and then maybe a defender of some kind. I don't know, but Rodgers is 39, 40. He has a year, maybe two left, maybe more, but he hasn't seemed too sure of playing, like, continue to play. I'm not sure, man. I don't love the high-effort Denver either, though. I'm not a big fan. Give me Aaron Rodgers, uh, Devontae Adams, Tim Patrick, that's it. Noah Fant will turn into a, a superstar. Get rid of Sutton and Judy. It's basically one receiver. And 
just for fantasy fans out there, apparently Nathaniel Hackett, when he called plays in Jacksonville, he had the most rushing attempts this season. So look to, look toward that Denver backfield for fantasy drafts next season. Could be could be some some gold right there. Oh, that's, that's good advice. I'm full of it. Okay, Webb, let's move on to these games because you're definitely full I, of it. Uncalled for. Let's move on to these games. I cannot wait. I think both games are going to be really exciting for very different reasons. Let's you're a gigantic Rams fan. So I want to, I want to build to that. Let's start with Kansas city and the Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati is the away team. They had a huge upset of Tennessee, the one seed last week. Kansas city is coming off one of the most exciting playoff games in recent history. Kansas city are favored by seven points in this game. Webb. How does Cincinnati win this game? Uh, Cincinnati wins this game, I think, by uh, trying to keep as much possession as they can, keep Patrick Mahomes off the field. Um, as good as Cincinnati's offense is, I don't think after we after what we saw with Buffalo, how Buffalo couldn't even beat the Chiefs in the last like thirty seconds of the game. Um, you don't want to be trading touchdowns with. Patrick Mahomes, you'll end up on the losing side. So try and keep him off the field as much as possible. And um, don't allow the Chiefs to establish the run. I mean, they're not that strong uh, with the running game, period. But Cincinnati has a good running defense, has a good uh, run defense. So they can do some of those things on both sides of the ball. I think they have a chance for sure. And get Jamar Chase involved. I think that's going to be a key to their victories, uh, to their victory here. Uh, It helped get them over the hump with uh, uh, against uh, Tennessee and uh, and and uh, I was gonna say Oakland, uh, the Raiders. The Raiders, by the way, might hire Josh McDaniels. Goddamn idiot franchises. But <laughs> so the crazy thing is, Webb, I see this game completely opposite of the way you do. I, I think Kansas City is clearly the better team. Joe Burrow is excellent, but he's not Patrick Mahomes. For Cincinnati to win this game, they need to make it a shootout and hope they have the ball last. Joe Burrow can deliver. Joe, the Bengals played Kansas City in week 17. They won 34-31. Joe Burrow scored with not too much time left. Game over. And they have to hope this is a shootout. Try and go gunslinger versus gunslinger and hope Jamar Chase is better than Tyreek Hill. They want this game to be 42-41 final score. And just get, leave nothing on the clock for Mahomes. Don't give him 13 seconds. Give him zero seconds. You need to win this on the last play. That's how you beat Mahomes. By out Mahomesing him. And I think Joe Burrow is up for the task. How does Kansas City win this game? Uh, so I see it just how you saw it with the, with the uh, Bengals. I think the Chiefs win this in the shootout. Um, and I, think I, the love, evidence... I love it. I love how different <laughs> we see things. It's amazing. <laughs> Yeah, just keep Mahomes coming back on the field. And um, after last week's game against Buffalo, to me, that was that was the icing on the cake. That was the nail in the coffin. That was that was all I needed to see. As long as the Chiefs are in a shootout, that's like their motivation. That seems to drive them. You can't, and and, and maybe you have a point. As long as you have the final possession, then maybe you have a chance. But it seems like the Chiefs get better. <laughs> the more you score on them, so I think that's I think that that's how they do it. They they have an efficient offense. Make sure that they keep scoring, because I think they I think their strength is playing to their opponent 
in that sort of scenario. So, so to be clear, the Chiefs are the better team, which is why I think the Bengals have to play to their strengths, which is Joe Burrow throwing, because they can't, like, they have very few avenues to win, but that's the one way I think they could do it because the Chiefs are just an infinitely better team. I think if they played 10 times, the Chiefs win seven, maybe eight. Yeah, that's probably. Said, yeah. It's just Mahomes is so good right now. You have to think of like something. And there's so there's so few ways the Bengals can do this. I think the Chiefs win this game by Mahomes being Mahomes. And just you you play. Mahomes is so good that as long as he is there, he's probably going to win the game. I think I saw a stat where he's like 53 and 12 in his career. That's an insane stat. He is. Is he more talented than Aaron Rodgers right now? Okay. My question for you is how you de- how do you define talent? Just quarterback talent. Anything that you judge a quarterback. So I think Mahomes has some something that Aaron Rodgers doesn't. But I don't know if it's talent because then I don't know what I chalk up the things that Rodgers has over Mahomes. I guess I, I guess Rodgers has more pettiness. Um, yeah, yeah, that. But I guess I guess Mahomes has a more more athletic kind of talent in terms of like. The unorthodox things that he does, the no-look passes, the shovel passes, the things that you're kind of like, oh man, like the risky, the risky things that he engages in that he pulls off. I guess Aaron Rodgers, the stuff that he does is more, more precise, more refined. Yes. I think, I, I think Mahomes, so I guess Mahomes has more of a, I guess, a raw talent, if you want to think of it that way, that could probably he could probably apply to a lot of sports. While Rodgers looks like it's a, a um, experience and wisdom and, 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 uh, and, and I guess sort of muscle memory, some things. So I guess in a way, yeah, long winded way. I know you hate when I ramble. <laughs> I think, I think Mahomes does have a, yeah, he does have a more of a talent than Aaron Rodgers, but I think Aaron Rodgers is the better quarterback. Patrick Mahomes is backyard football. Aaron Rodgers is a sniper rifle. Exactly. That's, that's the difference. Yeah, I said that in six seconds instead of two and a half minutes like you just did. But here's the thing. Aaron Rodgers is the sniper who can hit a shot from, I don't know, a thousand yards away. But Mahomes could probably do something with his eyes closed. Or Mahomes could hit the shot off, ricochet the shot off, uh, I don't know, some object and, and, and also hit the bullseye. So what you're saying here is Aaron Rodgers is American sniper. Patrick Mahomes is Happy Gilmore putting at the end of the movie. Yeah. My analogies are so good. It's crazy. (laughs) I'm so good at this. Okay, Webb. How does Cincinnati lose this game? Uh, Letting Mahomes come on the field a lot. Um, Not stopping the run. Letting Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey just have their way. Allowing uh, touchdowns like what Tyreek Hill had um the other day just not just just not really playing up to their strengths i get what you're saying in terms of cincinnati uh engaging in a shootout but i think if they really allow mahomes on the field a lot i'm worried for them i am also worried for them because evan mcpherson won that game for them last week and it wasn't joe burrow that's an issue mcpherson was the quote of that game he was the hero of that game and that's how they lose this game because Patrick Mahomes isn't Ryan Tannehill. If McPherson kicks five field goals, the Bengals lose by 30. Like, that's what's going to happen here. You cannot settle for field goals in this game. If it's fourth and three from the 35, 
you're going for it on fourth and three. Don't take three points. Don't play conservative. You will lose this game if you if you don't go for it on fourth down every single time. Like that's what's going to happen. You have to do that to win. To lose. I think they're going to lose if they play conservative. Don't rely on McPherson. Go up with Burrow or go down with Burrow. That's how you have. That's how you lose this game if McPherson's involved, basically at all. Can you remember a kicker getting as much fanfare as Evan Kickpherson in the playoffs? Like, I mean, I'm not saying he was unknown, but he's really getting a lot of shine. I mean, maybe. Maybe some of the Pats kickers over the years. Vinatieri got a lot of shine for a while there. Yeah. Justin Tucker too, got Justin? Shine. So the Colts actually won a playoff game against Baltimore the year they won the Super Bowl. Where Peyton Manning didn't score. It was just Vinatieri kicks. I think they scored 12-9 or something, 12-6. Yeah. I remember some big Justin, C- Justin Tucker kicks, Vinatieri. But yeah, there hasn't been many kickers like this. Yeah, it's been... It's, it's, it's been nuts. Um, yeah, Vinatieri, Guskowski. Guskowski always seemed like he was like a Vinatieri junior to me. So I think he yeah. didn't get a shine he deserved, even though he was great. But until he wasn't. Yeah, he got he fell off a cliff real hard there for a while. Yeah, he was real bad. How does Kansas City lose this game? Uh, honestly, I think if they allow Jamar Chase to have his way, if Jamar Chase. If sorry, sorry, if the defense lets down the Chiefs like they did in the last couple minutes, that's how they lose. So if they can't cover Jamar Chase, if T. Higgins is open, if if, if CJ is open, they're gonna lose. Like they they need to they need to neutralize Jamar Chase. I think he's been the X factor uh the entire year, really. But those those last two playoff games, anything from Jamar Chase where he's getting 150 yards is probably a loss for the Chiefs. I agree with what you said there. Jamar Chase can't be the one to beat you if you're if you're in Kansas City. If Tyler Boyd or T hit if Tyler Boyd beats you, I think I could live with that. If Jamar Chase beats you, you really messed up something in this game plan. It's a really, really poor job. But I think this team loses if Mahomes buys into the news coverage that he's Superman a little bit. I'm not sure if you saw this last game. He made a throw that I thought was so insane. It, it actually blew my mind a little bit. He, he threw the ball sidearm. The, the guy on Buffalo had his arm down and he raised it up to block the pass. And Mahomes threw it under his arm. Like he <laughs> knew the guy's arm was going to go up. When Mahomes was, was throwing it, the, the arm wasn't up yet. He anticipated it. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. It made no sense that he did this. Perfect throw, by the way. But sorry, I was gonna say he does things where you kind of want to close your eyes and look through uh, your fingers because you're like, "There's no way he's gonna get this." And sometimes I don't know if it's a combination of luck, confidence, uh, idiocy, but he pulls it off. <laughs> so I think he has to play a little bit in the pocket because. When you start doing only crazy stuff, I think it can backfire. Play controlled football. Andy Reid's one of the best play callers in the league. Of course, do some backyard stuff. But if you get pined a little bit and you start doing these plays, bad things will happen eventually. You will get picked off. Something bad could happen. Play smart football underneath to Kelsey, deep to Tyreek Hill, and you win this game. Okay, Webb, what is the key matchup to you in this game? I think I kind of talked about it already. It's Jamar Chase. 
against that Chiefs uh, secondary. If he's all alone, I'm, I'm going to say that again, if he gets 150 yards, I think the, the Bengals win this game. Um, I really do. Or 150 yards or more. And um, that's that's the key to me. If they neutralize Jamar Chase, I think this game is over quickly. This is the first time we've had the same key matchup, by the way. I think it's Jamar Chase versus Legereus Sneed, Traverius Ward, whichever one of those guys takes on Chase and Tyron Matthew. Matthew didn't really play last game. He got hurt. You have to double chase every single play. Take him out. And if they take him out, like you just said, it's game over. Cincinnati can't win the game. That's how they do it. I agree. I agree. That's um, And, and it's easier said than done. So we'll see. 100%. Yeah, it sounds real good now, but <laughs> Jamar Chase is a freak. And and in fairness to the Chiefs defense, uh, Matthew was concussed at like the half or something. Maybe even earlier than that. I think it was like the first quarter. It was like the beginning of the game. Right. So the defense fell apart. He wasn't there. He's the heart and soul of that past defense. So uh, he was there when they played last time in the last in week game. 17. Yeah. Do you know how many yards and catches Chase had in that game? No. 11 receptions for 266 yards and three touchdowns. Yeah. So you, you can't, you can't have that. <laughs> Yeah, that's, you that's really ridiculous. can't have that. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Can you remember another receiver having that good a game? I think Adams had one a little while ago similar, but I can't remember anything much better than that. The only receivers I can think of who had close to that off the top of my head, and I could be wrong, either Josh Gordon or Justin Blackman. And that's a long what? time ago. Justin yeah. Blackman had a game like that? Maybe. That's such a wild pull that I think you're right, probably, because that's something weird to remember. That's crazy. That I don't know terrible. if he had as many catches, but I want to say he had maybe like somewhere around there in that ballpark. Okay, I believe you. <laughs> hey, Webb, so it's Cincinnati at Kansas City. Kansas City are favored by seven points at home. Kansas City was the two seed. Cincinnati was the four, three. Three the four, right? Yeah, they were the four because Buffalo's Buffalo the was three. Yeah. What is your pick for this game? So originally I had the Chiefs winning, the Bengals covering. For the listeners, Coop and I had a little discussion before, and I think Coop will touch on it later, but um, he kind of talked me into it. I'm going to go with the Chiefs to win and cover. Do you feel good about it? No, but I also didn't feel good about the Chiefs winning, Bengals covering. Okay. But I looked it up right now. Calvin Johnson had 329 in the game. Julio really? Jones had yeah, he had 329 against Dallas. Julio Jones had 300 against Carolina. Antonio Brown had 284 against Oakland. And Tyree Kill had 269 against Tampa Bay. So Okay, so I I I, I also looked up uh and I'm glad you looked that up because those are recent uh Yeah, I just gave you the recent names. Yeah, I gave you the recent ones. I don't know why I don't remember that. Because I should have thought of Julio and and AB and, and and Calvin Johnson. I wasn't too far off with Justin Blackman though. Uh 2012 uh against Houston, he had Oh, sorry, never mind. I was. <laughs> he only had 7 catches, but he had 236 yards. That's pretty good. Yeah, he didn't have he didn't have double digit receptions, but uh 236 yards. Nothing to catches. sneeze. Nothing to sneeze at. Okay, but and he's my- and he's not in that conversation with the receivers that you mentioned well the guy who has the all-time record is someone i've never heard of named flipper anderson 
So. <laughs> he had 336. Damn. He was the number four receiver, and the other starters were hurt. He was like his first big game starting. Wow. Yeah. Okay. But my pick, Sunday at 3 o'clock, the Cincinnati Bengals will upset Kansas City. And this playoffs, these playoffs have been upset City. The road team keeps winning for some reason, and it doesn't stop here. Joe Burrow has some magic to him. I don't understand it. Mahomes feels like he's Superman right now. I don't know if he can have the same kind of performance two weeks in a row. I just don't know how you do it. Jamar Chase is incredible. Joe Mixon will have some running room. The Bengals, pat the, the sorry, the, since the Kansas City pass rush is decent. Chris Jones is a monster. But Tennessee to sack Joe Burrow nine times, but he kept coming. You can't blow this guy out. He's just there to win. Cincinnati wins this game 38-35. What is your prediction? What for the score? Ooh, um, I don't think the Chiefs have hit 40 yet. Oh, no, they did last week. Sorry, they did last week. But that took an overtime. So I'll I'll say Chiefs 38, Bengals 30. I like it. I like it very much. That's an interesting score. Okay. Anyway, the Sunday game at 630 is the San Francisco 49ers at your Los Angeles Rams. The Rams are favored by three and a half points at home. These teams have played twice this season so far. San Fran went one earlier in the year, 31 to 10. So a beatdown. And then they won the last week of the season, 27-24 to get into the playoffs. If the Rams had beaten the 49ers that day, the 49ers, 49ers were eliminated. The Rams were up 17-0, and San Fran clawed back in to win this game. Webb, how does San Francisco win this game again and go 3-0 and against your Rams? Well, despite what they did in the first couple games, I think this game, they have to keep the score low. They have to force turnovers. They have to run the football and uh, not have Jimmy G do too much. Um, so I think that's how they win. They can win those scrappy smash mouth football games. Even though in in uh in in the two games they played with the Rams, they they scored at least 27 points. I think this game's a little lower. I think they win. Trent Williams has not practiced yet this week, but Kyle Shanahan and Trent Williams said he's gonna play. So San Fran wins, like you said, by controlling the clock. Have Stafford. There are two of his Stafford picks that he's usually good for. Shut down Cooper Cup. Double cover him on all times. He is white. He's easy to see. You just cover him. Two guys immediately. He's got a big blonde beard. He's not hiding from anybody. You double cover him. You stop him from getting 200 yards. God, they were so stupid last week. But San Fran wins if you shut down Cooper Cup and you control the clock. How do your Rams win, Webb? I think the Rams win in a in a similar fashion to how they beat Arizona, just not in terms of um, clobbering them, but just applying that pressure to Jimmy G and the the O line, um, stuffing the run. I think it's very hard for San Fran to get some kind of some rhythm and confidence if they can't run the football. And like you said, don't let Stafford throw those picks. Protect the ball. Because I think the team that uh, forces the turnovers here and gets more turnovers is probably the team that wins. The team that makes the mistakes with ball security probably loses, probably. Um, So I think that's what the Rams need to do. I think the Rams win if they get two turnovers and don't turn the ball over themselves. 
That's all they have to do. Pick off Jimmy Garoppolo, which is not hard to do, and don't have Stafford throw it away. Don't have Cam Akers fumble it away. If you hold the ball and you take it away, the Rams are clearly the better team. They have better players, the better offense, better defense. That's close defense, but they're the better team. You take the ball away, you hold on to the ball, you win this game. How does San Fran lose this game? Not running the ball enough. Um, like you said, allowing Cooper Cup to put up big numbers. Him being all over the field, catching the ball. Um, him getting quite a bit of yards after the catch. And letting the Rams defense get to Jimmy G. And... and, and you know, apply that pressure. I think that this is going to be a a war or a battle of mistakes. Like sort of like we both said, and the team that makes more mistakes, I think is going to be the losing team. So that's why I think San Fran loses. I think San Fran loses. If Jimmy Garoppolo throws any passes over 25 yards in the air, don't throw a single pass over 20 yards, hit Debo for 12 yards, hit Kittle for 12 yards. If you throw a deep, you're going to lose. Because it's going to get intercepted. Swing passes to Mitchell. That's all you have to do this whole game. Control the clock. You have won the last six against the Rams. Shanahan owns McVay. Use that as your advantage. Do not have Jimmy G throw this game away. Short passes only. 20 yards. No more than 25 yards in the air. Never. Not one time. That's how they lose the game. How do your Rams lose the game, Webb? Because they tried to lose it a bunch of times against the Bucks. So how do they how do they lose this one? Uh they allow uh well sorry, the D line lets San Fran gash them uh for for you know a lot of a lot of yardage on the ground. Um so they don't stop the run. And Stafford makes mistakes. He either throws picks and or uh he uh fumbles the football. So Nick Bosa comes in, strip sacks up, those sorts of things. Um, Stafford's banged up. He's not the healthiest guy right now. So any one of the injuries, if he gets hit, could uh, force him to let go of the football or, or you know, even have him limping throughout the game. So um, that O-line needs to hold up. The Rams lose this game if Sean McVay goes in trying to outsmart Kyle Shanahan. Don't try and make these tricky, cute plays. Play to your strengths. Throw to Cooper Cup. Throw to Odell. The 49ers have a a very subpar corner situation. Take advantage of that. Don't try and out-cute him on running plays. Cam Akers fumbled twice last week. Don't try and show that you can do fancier running plays to Shanahan. Throw the ball. I just... I think if he tries to show he's smarter than Shanahan, you guys lose. That's what I keep coming back to. 6-0 for Shanahan against McVay. If McVay wants to, like, oh, I'm, I'm better now, I'm better, They're, you're going to blow it. Something bad's going to happen, and it's going to fall down through a volcano. Volcano, you say? Wow. Shanahan's on fire. Boom. Uh, what is the key matchup in this game? Uh, I'll say the pass rush, but if we want to... If you want to single in on, uh, sorry, if you want to zone in on on a particular player, Aaron Donald against the uh, the 49ers O-line. Uh, so whether he's going up against Tomlinson or, or Trent Williams, whoever he's going up against, um, that's the key matchup to me. The D-line of, of the, the, the Rams against the 49ers O-line, because I think this game could be over very quickly if Aaron Donald uh, 
Von Miller, Leonard Floyd, these guys are are are, are getting to uh, Jimmy G or even Elijah Mitchell. So we have very similar. I'm kind of cheating this time because I have two key matchups. For me, it's Aaron Donald versus Alex Mack. Alex Mack, San Fran center. If he can keep Aaron Donald out of the backfields, Jimmy Garoppolo is a timing quarterback. He's not good at anticipating anything. But if you tell him, take three steps back and throw it immediately, he can do that pretty well. He's good at rhythm passing. He is not good at adjusting or running on the move. Whenever Jimmy G scrambles out, he almost always throws an interception. It never turns out good. So that's my one. My second one, it's Nick Bosa against whoever's playing left tackle for the for the Rams. Andrew Whitworth didn't play last week. Joe Noteboom did a pretty good job, but Nick Bosa is a different animal. He's rushing like a maniac, and if he can force fumble, like sack Stafford, force a fumble, San Fran can win this game, and I'm really looking forward to it. I can't wait. It's going to be really fun. Yeah, it should be fun. Um, and after last week's near meltdown i am very intrigued to see what sean mcveigh comes up with this week whole lot of nothing okay web san fran at the la rams the rams are favored by three and a half points when this game was announced that it was going to happen the rams made an announcement that san fran 49ers fans were not allowed to buy tickets to this game you had to live within 100 miles of la county and the 49ers fans have found every single possible way to get around this rule. They're buying tickets in droves. It's going to be like 65% 49ers fans for this game. And that is the reason why San Fran is going to the Super Bowl. They win and obviously cover the three and a half. Jimmy Garoppolo has been in an NFC title game and he won it. I think against Green Bay. Kyle Shanahan is a genius. Sean McVay is a pretender. He wants the throne. Kyle Shanahan has the throne. Nick Bosa is going to destroy Matt Stafford. Cooper Cup will get covered. They will pay attention to him. The four downers win this game 27-24. A repeat of the last game. Oh, okay. I have the Rams winning this one, but the 49ers covering. I don't feel good about it. I think this is going to go one of two ways. I think I have very little confidence in the Rams holding a huge lead. So I think the Rams either escape with a field goal or San Fran wins this thing. So give me the Matt Gay field goal to win the game and allowing the 49ers to cover. Robbie Gold is an elite kicker. I don't think he's ever missed in the playoffs. The 49ers have the advantage there. They have the advantage. Pardon? Continue. I have beef with Robbie Gold, but. Robbie Gold is a hero. The 49ers have the advantage at coaching. They have the advantage at running back. They have the advantage at tight end. They have the advantage. That's close. Receiver's close. Is it? Cooper Cup versus Debo? Yeah, it's close. Is it? Debo was all pro too. They both were all pro. Uh, you see, I don't know, man. When you have these like, I don't know, I guess Cooper Cup kind of had a, a, no, not really. I was going to say he had a kind of flash in the pan season, but he didn't. No, he was good last year. He just took a step. He had Jared Goff throwing to him. Getting right, an actual right. quarterback, his numbers were obviously going to go up. But Debo's, I don't, these guys who have these like breakout years randomly after like two other mediocre years or mostly mediocre years. Debo was good before. He just wasn't running the ball like this. And now he's running the ball and he's been amazing. All I'm saying here is the 49ers have a lot of advantages in this game that they shouldn't have. For some reason, this is a bad matchup for the Rams. Uh, I, I don't know why, but the 49ers are just better. They're the better team. Jimmy G has been in big games. Matt Stafford hasn't. 
Matt Stafford, I mean, Cam Akers fumbled twice. Cooper Cup fumbled. This is a big moment for these guys. I just, the 49ers get this done. And Webb cries himself to sleep, and I can't wait for it. I, so I think it's different when you're up against Brady at Raymond James. You blow it. But I think when it's a tight game, they won't make those mistakes like they did last week. I think they got a little full of themselves, had costly mistakes when they're up 23 and 27-3. I don't think that happens this 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 time around. I uh I think that um, you know, the Rams have the better defenders. Um, I think the Rams have the better O-line, even though the 49ers may have the better the better offensive linemen out of both. I think the Rams have the better O-line. Rams have the better QB. Uh I think the Rams have the better receivers. Okay, so Webb, you coward. Why aren't the Rams going to cover the three and a half then? If you're so confident they're better everywhere, why don't you make it the three and a half they're going to cover? Why are you such a coward? Because I think with the division rivalry and with the two games that they played already, history is not telling me that the Rams are going to blow these guys out. So I think the Rams escape with a field goal. And um, I'd be happy if they, if they blew them out. But I'm just not that confident after what I saw last week. That they're going to blow them out. The Rams are up 17 nothing and lost to the 49ers. Yeah. Rams are up 27-3. Almost lost that game. The Rams are going to be up 14 nothing in this game and lose in pathetic, soul-crushing fashion. And I am here for it. I can't wait. So I have a question for you. I don't know if you'll even know this. I probably will. I'm a genius. <laughs> How many offensive touchdowns have the 49ers scored this playoffs? They had none last week against Dallas. I think they had two rushing. So they had they had two in two games. Yeah, that's pretty I good. And I <laughs> is it is I mean it's it's more than the Packers had. I guess I don't know <laughs> something. And that's and that's my concern. Um, you can't even score an offensive touchdown. You had to. It took you until what was it? Four and a half minutes left in the game. To score a touchdown, and this is against Green Bay. Green Bay is a solid defensive team, but exactly this team comes through when it matters most. They get plays <laughs> on a special teams. They blocked a field goal. They blocked a punt for a touchdown. This team is just collecting points everywhere in the field. Debo is going to have like 160 yards total this game. Kittle's going to throw. I think Trey Lance might get some packages where he's running on fourth down. It's going to be a mess. You guys are doomed. Jimmy G has not thrown a touchdown this entire playoffs. It hasn't been great, Webb. It has not been great the whole time. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I'm, I just, taking, I'm taking Jimmy G out of this. It's the rest of the team I like besides Jimmy G. If, if it was like Derek Carr, the 49ers win this game by 20. Jimmy G is the reason probably. you guys have a chance. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Jimmy G is why you have a chance. That's the only reason. Jimmy G is better than Carson Wentz, but he's not very good. That's an understatement. Um, and I don't think he's better than Carson Wentz at all. He definitely is. Did you hear what Jeff Garcia said on Twitter today, by the way? No. Mina Kimes criticized Jimmy Garoppolo after his last game performance. And Jeff Garcia was like, who the hell does Mina Kimes think she is criticizing someone? She never played the game. She's never thrown a pass. How dare she? I was like, damn, Jeff, you got to calm down, buddy. She's smart. <laughs> Couldn't believe it. Came out guns blazing. I usually stand with my redheaded brothers. This time I was like, no, Jeff, you're on your own, buddy. You and Carson Wentz. (laughs) Other side of the table from me. I I have a question for you. How many completions do you think Jimmy G has 
this playoffs. I'm not laying off Jimmy G. And both games combined. Combined. Okay. Tell me how many throws total he had. I'll, I'll get the perspective. How many throws total did he make? Oh, shoot. I have to look at this. Um, I want to say, sorry, I have to find the other game. Okay. One second. So he had 44 attempts combined. 22. It's actually higher. It's 27. Buddy, I'm I'm laughing now. This is all coming up, Jimmy. If he completes 50% of the passes, they ran, the 49ers win. It's easy, easy money. Last half full, I guess. It was a snowstorm in Green Bay. I mean, he only went to college in Chicago where it never snows. So <laughs> the non-windy city, they call it. Jimmy G has some issues, Webb. I'm not going to lie to you. But so does Matt Stafford, for being honest. Yeah, but I mean, I would definitely rely on Matt Stafford more than Jimmy G. And you know I'm not a Matt Stafford fan okay. at all. I mean, as soon as Matt Stafford got traded there, you said you're winning the Super Bowl, but okay. Uh, <laughs> I think I forgot that. <laughs> I thought he was—I thought he was a huge upgrade over Jared Goff, and I still think so. Jared Goff is terrible. Let Stand me ask you—let me ask you a serious question, okay? Very serious question. Is it going to hurt you more to lose this week, or to lose to Joe Burrow, or Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl? What will hurt more? Oh, uh, this week. Because if you get Mahomes in the Super Bowl, he's for sure beating you. You get Joe Burrow, you have a chance if you advance this week. I'd much rather lose in the Super Bowl than lose in the NFC Championship. Not me. When the Colts lost in the Super Bowl, I yelled at an 85-year-old lady. I am not good <laughs> in those situations. In, in fairness and for context, you did give the ball to Tracy Porter. It's kind of your fault. I mean, that lady talked to me. It was her fault, too. <laughs> <laughs> you can't throw a pick six and then be mad at, be mad at uh, the other side for, for, for scoring. Agree to disagree. Good riddance, Sean Payton, you cheater. <laughs> All right. And real quick shout out. Big Ben retired officially today. I thought he retired 18 months ago, but it turns out he played this season. So good, goodbye, Ben. You had a good, you had a good run. I was, uh, it turns out I was wrong. I thought he was coming back for another year or two uh, to play for another team. Not for the Steelers, but to play for another team. And he had this like three-minute-long video that I did not care to watch. Me too. I also I was like, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I swear to God, I was like, no, nope, I'm not watching that. <laughs> I was not watching that three minute long video. That's why, that's why we're friends. I saw that was like three minutes. No, thank you, Ben. <laughs> too long. Too long, man. Just just, just come up with a statement or something. If it was 57 seconds, I would have watched it. But three, I was like, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I would have considered it at 57. Maybe like 31, I would have done. I would have had it play in the background. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye, Big Ben. You had a good career. You're no Eli, but you, you, you did well. You did well. <laughs> Everybody, we'll be back breaking down the championship weekend in the NFL on Monday. Please follow us on Twitter at Rookie Phenom. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. We are huge on verbal. Jeff Bezos keeps calling me, keeps saying, Coop, we love you on Amazon. We want you to go to space. We want to keep Webb down on Earth. Like, this guy is sweating me, Webb. He is sweating me. He wants me in space with him. What's up with that? I don't know, man, but let me know what I can do to help that out. What can I do to really facilitate this thing to get you off Earth? I mean, Bezos, I think he might kidnap me to get me out of here. I really do. He wants me that bad. It's crazy. I'm all, for, I'm all here for that, man. 
And just a real side note for us, this is our 199th podcast. So next show will be our 200th show. So congratulations to us. Yeah. Congrats, Coop. I thought this would last seven shows and we would have murdered each other. (laughs) But here we are, almost 200 shows later. Pretty impressive. Like three attempted murders only. We're not doing too bad. (laughs) We definitely exceeded expectations. Right? Yeah. I'm proud of us. I would rather listen to... 199 of our shows, then watch the three-minute Ben Roethlisberger retirement. I would la- rather listen to every single one of our shows than one Skip Bayless segment. <laughs> one. One nine-minute segment of Skip Bayless talking, I want to blow my... Yeah, no, no, I'm not doing it. Because <laughs> the worst. And Skip, Web's going to invite you on the show, and if he does, just know it's to catch these hands. That, that was a joke, Skip. We love you. No. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a great night. We out. John Morant is on my all-third team now. Steph Curry's on.